Kyle. Thanks so much for joining Making Healthcare Work for You, Different Perspectives and Empowering Solutions. I'm Stephanie Fields, joined by my co-host, Dr. Apoorv Gupta, and today we are welcomed by Ritesh Shah, who is the founder of Ritesh Shah Charitable, Charitable Pharmacy in New Jersey. This is an incredible, incredible story that just comes from love, passion, um, everything good. And so it was inspired out of heartbreak. You are a longtime pharmacist, but the vision for this pharmacy and getting to opening the doors April 15th of 2022 came from the loss of your sister. So why don't you tell us about that journey? Uh, thank you, uh, Stephanie. And thank you, Dr. Gupta. It's good to be here uh, uh, on your channel. Uh, so uh, as a pharmacist, uh, you know, I am always there in a community filling prescription and seeing uh, healthcare needs for those who don't have insurance and those who have insurance. And, um, you know, been, been pharmacists for more than uh, uh, two decades and practicing the community and we have seen pandemic uh, and uh, we've been through pain and uh, all that. Uh, something that happened personally in my life, which I lost my baby sister, uh, Reina was 43, that has inspired me to uh, open a first and only charitable pharmacy in the state of Jersey uh, the, in the community where I had spent more than 25 years of my life uh, to just honor her soul, uh, just to pay tribute to her. Uh, uh, you know, the pharmacy is for the customers, those who are living 300% below federal poverty line and for those who don't uh, I'll put it this way, those who have to decide whether they want to put food on the table or save that money to buy medication, we are there for them. Um, this is the pharmacy, which is a temple for us and life-saving medications, which is on diabetes, uh, blood pressure, uh, uh, and a heart disease and mental illness uh, are dispensed at no cost to the underserved, uninsured, uh, undocumented people uh, who lives in uh, our neighborhood. I don't know if you mind sharing the story of, you know, you going over to India to see your sister and unfortunately missing her. And then also your dad was a diabetic. So it's being able to have access to these medications is incredibly personal to you. That is correct. Uh, well, uh, grandpa, dad, and uh, I'm also a diabetic. And something that I always wanted to do in a community is educate uh, uh, our community, especially South Asian community, uh, by doing seminars, which we've been doing it. Uh, dad was a diabetic, and uh, uh, you know we lost her, lost him about five five years ago. Uh, but during pandemic, uh, you know, uh, a promise that a brother made to the sister to meet her during our festival, uh, went to India in October, 2021. Uh, there was a surge of COVID uh, and uh, she contracted virus. Uh, she was diabetic and uh, we lost her. And uh, uh, it was something that uh, shook us up. Uh, you know, life became different. And uh, we thought, how do we, how do we honor her and how do we, make sure that no one goes through the pain that we went through because they didn't have medication access. So this is how it, the charitable pharmacy thought came into mind. And uh, this charitable pharmacy was born uh, after her service uh, in India. Uh, when I came back uh, to, to my hometown, my wife and I decided to donate our building for this purpose. And uh, my wife was a pharmacist, was a volunteer there full time, uh, gives her services no cost. Uh, and this pharmacy was born. We have 
currently about 250 plus medications uh, that uh, we dispense uh, at no cost to the patients those were underserved. Yeah. Ritesh, it's, uh, it's clear, you know, when you speak, uh, you speak so full of love and uh, connection. You had mentioned your sister's, uh, you know, a story to us earlier and uh, Reina, and it, it sounds like she's still with you, you know, because every time you tell the story, I've heard it now two, three times from you, the element of uh, connection is so vibrant. It's just so alive. So hopefully you feel that way. I know that there could be a sense of this, uh, sadness and separation, but I think in what you're doing for her as a legacy, and certainly the way in which you carry this forward, uh, to me, it comes across having just met you that she's there with you, you know, in full force and spirit. So uh, thank you for sharing that story. I know it must be hard for you. Uh, the other aspect that I think I would love for you to bring out, you had mentioned this earlier, Ritesh, is, uh, you know, in addition to the love that you have and the purpose and the commitment, uh, Stephanie was also uh, talking about uh, underscoring the fact that you think of this pharmacy as a temple. And you told us a story about April 15th, 2022, when all the uh, positive forces aligned uh, and, and, you, and an email that you received from a, a chaplain of the church. So please tell us that again, so our audience can kind of appreciate the kind of forces that are fueling this, uh, this journey of yours. Yeah, so of course. Uh, so, uh, you know, when we received uh, a, a approval from uh, State of New Jersey Board of Pharmacy as a first charitable pharmacy in State of New Jersey in February, and uh, then, uh, you know, it became, uh, you know, public record and uh, it was going in a newspaper and everything. So we had worked uh, closely with uh, Reverend Porter, uh, Pastor Porter of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Um, and we decided to open up uh, that uh, pharmacy on April 15th. It was not pre-planned and we found out that it was a good Friday. Um, I received, um, uh, you know, early morning email uh, and uh, I'll put it as a quote from Reverend Porter that a Hindu by religion couple comes to our highly dense Christian community on a good Friday, which is early Passover for Jewish faith in a holy month of Ramadan, unquote. Uh, means all gods are aligned. Uh, you know, we don't see as a pharmacist, uh, right, whether what color, faith, and how rigid. Uh, uh, but when they come, when there's a need, uh, and uh, as, a, as a pharmacist, uh, you know, I have often seen uh, Phil, things do fall through the crack, uh, right? Uh, the data and the Kesher Foundation uh, statistics and studies that my kids were, who's part of the foundation, they were able to see. And we saw almost 200,000 prescription never touches the drugstore. Um, listen, one life we lost from our life and shook us up. Uh, so we decided like, if we make uh, that difference in people's lives, those who don't have medication access, I think uh, it would be the great way to honor my sister. And uh, that's the mission. We thought probably if we do 2,000 prescriptions, only 2%, right, which we have crossed in the last uh, one year, we have filled more than 2,500 prescriptions um, and filled almost quarter million uh, dollars worth of medication. Um, just to prevent healthcare disparities, the inequities that we have in our system. That's incredible. I mean, I have, you know, I think two very quick personal stories. One, I had a NICU baby 
And when she got out, she was on a ventilator for a month and then oxygen for another month and then miraculously went home at the end of the third month without oxygen. But she had um, BPD and PIE. So she had a lot of lung issues. And so she was getting the Synergis shot. And that was, I think, if I'm remembering, this was 2015, 2016, but it was $2,500 per shot. I mean, thank goodness there was a program. So I think I ended up paying like $50, but $2,500, that's insane. And that's with after I hit the deductible. And then my dad was a diabetic, a type 1 diabetic. And one time he dropped his insulin in dishwater and didn't refill it. He just was rationing it. And oh didn't God. tell anybody because he didn't want to have to say, I can't afford to go get this. I don't know what to do. So he was just trying to figure it out, which reminded me of a story that you told us about you and your wife and working in pharmacies previously, because she's also a pharmacist, that you said people, you'd say, okay, this is $86 for a, a bunch of different prescriptions. And then they'd say, well, I have 46. And then it becomes, okay, well, maybe I can do without this one. Or if I take this one this way, then I can make this last. And you said you'd end up just taking that, giving them the medication and writing off the that as a loss because there is such an intense need for that. I mean, how, how has this transformed the lives? You said just a second ago, a quarter million dollars worth of medicine, which is remarkable. How has this uplifted the community? Because there is no chance that you and the infectious nature that you have brought to that pharmacy, to your temple, has not transformed this community over the last year. I'll give you a couple of testimonials of a couple of patients, those who are still coming. Uh, April, April Santiago, uh, who uh, is on seven medications, heart and mental illness and her insulin and living on a social security check and also has to pay the mortgage. She always told us um, and comes in with the blessings and singing uh, songs to her drugstore. Uh, she said, I will not be on this earth if I'm not coming to this temple uh, every month to get our medication. Uh, and uh, rationing uh, prescription, almost every pharmacist has seen this in their practice, those who are in a community setting, because they struggle and uh, they cannot afford to buy medication. Um, and as you said, uh, their copay, their deductible to me. Uh, listen, I have honor as my legacy, uh, as, a, as, a, as a CEO of Legacy Pharmacy Group. I meet our pharmacy owners. We have about 600 of them and I meet them and we exchange our thought process. And this has always been a missing piece. And I think it shouldn't be this way. Healthcare should not be this way. Uh, you know, it should be coming as a regular normal, you know, it should not be uh, put it in in a in a, a dollar or value form or where proposition a money can determine and your life can be put it in that age. Uh, having charitable pharmacy, our mission, and completing that gap, it is just a first step forward. Listen, I can only do one what is in my hand how GFT said, right? On this earth, God's work is has to be your own. So I'm trying to do what I can do. Uh, me, uh, I, I am surrounded by amazing friends and family and they're so supportive to this cause. Uh, and uh, we, you know what? I hope it becomes more infectious. I hope it, you know, <laughs> encourages more people with a good heart to open up and just do their part a little bit, uh, you know, 
in my Bible, Gita, which is my holy, uh, so it is written out of your income, you can always devote a few percentage for your charity work. Uh, you can do as per your capacity. I think this is where it's leading to. Uh, thank you, Ritesh. It's uh, really inspiring It's it's to understand all of the different uh, pieces of your life and how they come together and to feed this incredibly noble, humble mission that you're on, you know, trying to help make a difference in your community and, and, and the love that you have for that community. It's not just a, a work that needs to be done or just money you're contributing. You're really doing it from the bottom of your heart. Uh, there, there's one question that I uh, that you know you had uh, I wanted to ask you how that ties into this. We didn't get to discuss earlier, and and that's before you started down this path, you already had you know you're a CEO of a uh, of a pharmacy system with several hundred pharmacies in the system, and you had mentioned that you've also you know been an award winner uh, on two occasions of the uh, pharmacist of the year, I believe is what you called it. And I can't help but think, you know, I, I, I want to just want to know what is it that led you to win that award, not only once, but twice? And how does that connect to the type of, you know, leadership or, or talent or abilities that you have? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you want to be humble about it, but please help our audience understand how that aspect of you connects to the work that you're now doing. Uh, amazing. Uh, I'll try my best to be humble about it, right? When you when you say you're a pharmacist of the year twice, you know what? It kind of becomes like a big deal in my family. So here we go again. So I want to make sure I say that. But uh, again, Apura, it's just, it's just the nature. And that's where my heart was settled from uh, beginning of uh, my upbringing and just giving back to the community. Uh, when there was uh, in 2010, state of New Jersey, NGPHA, the New Jersey Pharmacies Association, when they had this, uh, the pharmacist uh, for the community service and award, uh, a, uh, I had that honor uh, and that accolade come to my plate first in 2010, uh, became a pharmacist and then become something like, oh wow, I got this award. I was the first Indian American to get this. Now I have to live by it, right? That it, then you wanna scale up, then you wanna like, oh my God, if I do something, then you know what? And now, so then, then it gave you that much that, hey, now I have my more responsibility towards my community. Doing that and everything happening, 2014 became Andrew Preston Pack Award. Uh, you know, my, uh, they, they had made me to write in my CV and writing all these accolades. But something is out there floating on a Google uh and Asbury Park Press, uh, the New, New Jersey newspaper had cover of that story on the front page. Uh, I have also honor, uh, you know, you are a doctor, uh, but as a pharmacist, I, would, I was able to save patients' life in 2017 and became front, stage, front page story that pharmacist saves patients' life. Uh, and that always had given me a immense joy. A pharmacist takes the oath to serve right, for the human, mankind, I think, and it just got embodied. You're making money, you're filling prescription, you're doing your job, but then you're doing your job right, makes you do this. Wow. And and then, hey, pandemic, we have lost so many precious life in human sisters that inspired me to elevate that so uh, into this direction. Uh, and that's how the pharmacy was born. Can you, can you mention a little bit more about that 2017 story? What was the life that you saved and how? 
Correct. So I, I was a full-time pharmacist at uh, my drug smart pharmacy in Kingsburg, and uh, the story is uh, on 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 a, uh, uh, you know on on search engines. Uh, uh, Katrina Thompson, uh, my patient, whom I know because as a pharmacist you interact with those patients, came to drugstore. Um, I saw her pupils are growing small. She was sweaty. Uh, and I asked, well, Trina, what's going on? Let me check your blood pressure. I used to keep in my pharmacy blood pressure cup in case I check them and tell them, you know, as a service. I checked her blood pressure. It was almost dangerously low, almost 50 or 38. I got scared. I said, maybe she's hypotensive or maybe hypoglycemic. So immediately I crushed sodium chloride tablets, which I had in my pharmacy. I told my guy, Leo, go next door and get me some salt. So I put it into Sprite. She was coming down on me. I open up her jaw, shove it in her mouth, uh, that salt, and the, just get some blood pressure. You know what? Immediately, you think about pharmacy school. Salt elevates the blood pressure, right? you know, this. And the sugar, if she's Sprite, instant sugar. We call 911, goes to Bayshore Hospital. Three days later, uh, I'm, I'm working at my drugstore, ready to get open up at nine o'clock. And I see News Channel 12, the newspaper and media. And I said, uh-oh, maybe robbery happened at my drugstore. And then I said, who's Ritesh Shah? And I said, that's me, I'm a pharmacist. And they said, did you know you saved patient's life? I said, no. I said, do you know Katrina Thompson? I said, no. yes, I sent her to hospital three days ago. Dr. Daniel Yu called me uh, as a Ritesh. Katrina had a pulmonary embolism. And if she was not at your drugstore, if she was at home, she would have walked into coma and we might have lost her. Because what you did and give, act as a pharmacist and you do your job, didn't worry about your liability insurance, didn't worry about things, you gave it to her. I think that helped her to come to the hospital and we were able to work on it. So that has given me great, and that year, I'll say this, my son called me, he got into med school that year. And he called, He said, dad, how do you feel? I told him, 2024, you will be MD, you will be a doctor and you will be saving so many patients uh, in, in your practice. Call me when you save first patient's life. I'm yet to receive that call in next year and probably will compare the joy that he asked me, how do you feel that? I, you know, I felt so good uh, doing this. So. That is such a cool story. I love that. And it exemplifies everything that you've told, told us, told us, told us, and you clearly live out every single day of your life. And I love this. And first of all, I don't know where you go from this two-time pharmacist of the year. I don't know if you're going to have to be pharmacist of the universe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll be like the Ritesh in the moon. I don't know. We'll find out. But I love this mission that you're on. And I want to go back to something else that you told us in the pre-interview about the platinum rule. And you told us that when that you identify people who could use your services, which is in an underserved community, I believe you said primarily non-English speaking, and you said you don't speak Spanish, but you're you still chose to serve a community doing good, even though you don't speak the language, which is incredible. But you said once they're identified as people who should be at your pharmacy and have that need, you also support them through your connections with other um, places in the, in that city through toiletry bags and things like that and providing anticipatory service to them so that they never need to ask. 
And so you told us there's a difference between the golden rule, but you like to live the platinum rule. And I think everybody else needs to hear that philosophy. So please share that. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, so uh, you know what? Uh, when we meet people and uh, we all have our body language, right? When somebody's pain, you can feel that pain. You can see the pain. I have that ability to see in people's eyes. So at our uh, charitable pharmacy, which is Temple, we created with all of our volunteers and everything. Uh, and the rule is this, the golden rule is giving back, right? When they come, they ask for it and you help them out. But what is the platinum rule? In my eyes, the platinum rule is before they ask, and you fulfill that, but they don't have to ask. So that's the platinum rule. Um, so what we do, we have Win Gopal Civic Association uh, food pantry within a pharmacy in a back section. So we create a bag of food, a canned food, a rice, a beans, a toothpaste. So when people, those who are coming to the drugstore and when we see them, when we dispense the medication, we give them a bag of food and they look at it and they take it. So we know there's even, but they are, they don't wanna do this. They don't wanna ask. There's a stigma, there's a fear. Let me tell you when we open up the drugstore, people said, oh, it's one time deal. We're not gonna get blood pressure medication back and everything. So we were calling them. It's called medication therapy management, right? A compliance. We said, no, 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 you can come back again. People have thought that we will take advantage of them because we are giving them something. So how do you break that fear? Because I see my wife every day, we have cameras and we can see it. They come happily say, hey, you know what? We're secured here. And we are collecting the data. Uh, I'll give you one uh, patient who is there, who's an Uber driver, has a two daughters. Uh, his hemoglobin A1C is a 14.8 when we started serving him, could not afford to buy medication. And he needed Humalog and Beseglar, which is $1,500 worth of medication. And that medication, he could not buy insurance because it was $17,000 for him to pay a year. Uh, now, with, should he put food on the table? or buy insurance because he was making about $30,000, $40,000 driving Uber. He found out about the charitable pharmacy through St. Peter's Hospital and word of mouth, he came. We did his hemoglobin A1C. We've been serving him eight months now. He's below 10. Doctor will appreciate this. Those who are coming from 14 to going below 10. He thanks us. He has two beautiful daughters that he would like to put into college and school and they will be able to see him because we know, I have seen with my dad with diabetes and going complications that can create, that I always talk about it, you know, your retinopathy, your heart get messed up, your kidney gets messed up, peripheral neuropathy, your tingling in a fit, everything gets messed up. Diabetes is a disease, brings everything. So now you have him unknowingly or knowingly, making his life beautiful, now he can have good life. And I know for sure, that he's thinking about us maybe once or twice a year that this pharmacist did this, and that's a blessing. Yes, it's an incredible journey, Ritesh, and uh, we've learned so much about, about you and how you're channeling all this incredible positive energy and love and faith together. 
Uh, I guess in the interest of time, maybe we'll keep it a little bit brief, but I, I just love your platinum rule. It just takes the whole idea of how we live uh, to another level and embodies the, you know, what uh, the meaning of compassion really and, and love, which is the ability to feel someone's need and then to act, to do something about it, even before they're asking. I love that. Love that completely. Ritesh, maybe briefly, if you can just tell us uh, you've told us about some of the individual stories, your personal journey. Tell us a little bit about the impact that this has made in the community specifically, and how has the community come around you to really help support the mission that you're on? And what are the changes that you're seeing in the community as a result? Well, uh, thank you for asking that million dollar question. Uh, those who surrounded in the community, they know now, as we are one year and uh, in our third month, that they can always get life-saving medication at our drugstore. So that insecurity and the fear, I think we are able to do it, uh, remove it. Uh, you know, the information, again, uh, that we were able to collect, still, since we opened, we have dispensed one quarter million dollars worth of medications at no cost to patients. Our information is on our website, which is rscprx.org. Ritesha Charitable Pharmacies, if you take single word, rscprx.org. Um, our infographics and statistics is out there. Our patient eligibility forms are out there uh, that how uh, you know they can qualify, those who are living under federal poverty line. And answering your second portion of our question, which is how community came around and supported cause. As I said, this is a self-funded, privately funded, and a family and friends funded. Dr. Pua, $1 donation has came to our drugstore from the patient whose caregiver came to pick up the medication. We have that in a framed in our pharmacy. He said, hey, I only have $1, can I donate? So you can buy extra bag to dispense medicine. And we have received $1,000 donations from the people who we never made, met in our life. My volunteer pharmacist and clerk who've been volunteering there every Friday, just read our story in the newspaper. I never met her in my life. Volunteers theirs and she has probably made in her house, uh, cleaning her house, and she cleans our pharmacy and shelves and bathrooms. So any way and every way people get involved and, and they're doing this because they know, because this is the people who lived in a community giving back. A remarkable story. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this. My pleasure. More power to you, Ritesh. It's such a powerful story. So uh, hoping you will get uh, much, much success on this journey. Thank and you so thank much. You. Thank you all for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care.